It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor of 50 Pin Place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, welcome to the weekend episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., Thanking you so much for making us a part of your weekend. Coming up today, we're going to hear from Billy Donovan, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook. Billy Donovan will talk about Paul George and just what his year's been like. Paul George will talk about what it meant to him to get picked for the All-Star Game. Russ will talk about Paul George getting selected to the All-Star Game. That is segment number one. We'll also talk about Steven Adams not getting selected to the All-Star Game, but possibly being reserved or a reserve, and what Steven Adams, the fan vote compared to the player vote, shows you how much respect Steven Adams gets from his peers. We'll hear Billy Donovan talk about Steven Adams. In segment number two, we'll hear Russ's entire post-game interview, and we'll talk about the Thunder playing down to their competition and hear what Billy Donovan had to say in his opening statement about the last minute of the third quarter, and then going on into the 12th quarter. And finally, Alex Sabrinas has not played in a month. Did you realize how long it had been since Alex Sabrinas had been on the court? There is one writer that actually sees Alex Sabrinas as a potential difference maker as this season goes on, as maybe the solution to some of the Thunder's problems. I'll tell you if I agree with that or I disagree with that. And Terrence Ferguson is hitting threes right now. Does that do enough to help the Thunder as they get ready for the postseason? My name is Eric G. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I work for 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK here in Oklahoma City. I am a credentialed member of the media and have been lucky enough to cover the Thunder for now five and a half seasons. It's been absolutely amazing. And if you like what you hear, please just go to... uh, LockedOnThunder.com, where all our podcasts are archives. You can go to LockedOnPodcast.com. Or the easiest way, this is the easiest way, just say, Alexa, play Locked on Thunder Podcast. Or, hey, Google, play Locked on Thunder Podcast. Wow, man, five and a half years. What a trip. What a trip it's been. It's been a hell of a lot of fun. So with that, let's keep the fun going and talk about some Oklahoma City Thunder basketball. Congratulations to you, Paul George. You are now... An all-star. You are back in the all-star game. First time uh, you got voted in to the Western Conference All-Stars. And I understand last year things were a little difficult. This year you're having a career year. But it's more than that. It was getting adjusted. And I I, I think back now to something that Paul George said. And just this is something that we probably ought to pull out of the archives every once in a while. I can't because... I I can't do it today, but I I may have to pull it out a little bit later this year. Every time Paul George was asked about the Thunder last year and why weren't they clicking, his answer was, this is our first year together. 
And it wasn't, this is our only year together. Hey, this is the first time we've played together. This is our first. And when Paul would say something like that, this is our first year together. If you were a Thunder fan, it gave you hope. It was almost like he was he was leading you to say, it's just one year, wait to see what we do next year. You had hope, but there was that thought in the back of your mind that, okay, I've got hope, but Paul George could leave at any time. Okay? But he didn't. He stayed. And to his credit, he worked very hard to make sure that he was better than what he was last year. Not just because he wanted to be an all-star, but because he wanted this team to click. And why am I telling you this? I don't know. I don't know why I'm telling you any of this because there's a better there are a couple of better authorities on this, and let's hear from them right now. First, here's Billy Donovan on what it means to see Paul George be an all-star. Yeah, I'm really happy for him. You know, he's a great guy. Um, he's he's had obviously up to this point in time an incredible year, and he's played well. I think it's very very well deserving. Um, I see how hard he works. Um, being around him in the summer, the time and effort that he put in. I think the one thing that people don't realize with him, which is so unique, you know, before the trade happened, he had never really played with Russell or played here and played in the West, and it was totally different for him. You know, and I think it probably took him a little bit of getting used to with the speed and pace and the tempo at which the West plays with. And I think for him last summer, he was ready to get into this Eastern Conference slow down, grind out kind of basketball. And, you know, coming off knee surgery and then his focus in the off season, you know, I give him a lot of credit that he had to completely change courses from what he was preparing for a year ago uh, in the summer compared to what he was preparing for this year. And, you know, he really, really worked hard, um, got himself in great shape. did a lot of things, you know, away from the court to, to, to help himself get better. Uh, has really put the work in. And, you know, it, it shows with the way he's playing. I mean, he's having, obviously, an MVP type of year. And that's why people talk about him as an MVP candidate and, you know, as maybe a defensive player of the year candidate. And, um, you know, I'm happy for him, you know, because of the amount of work that he's put in. Billy Donovan, not a good enough authority for you? Okay, well then how about Russell Westbrook on Paul George being an all-star? I um, mean, it's great, man. It's amazing uh, just to see uh, the work he's been able to put in uh, over the summer and coming to this year and obviously playing at a very, very high level. Um, and that's no surprise to me at all. It shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. So. Yeah, I, th- I think you get the drift. These guys have a tremendous amount of respect for him. And Paul George worked very hard in the offseason to make sure that things were a little bit better of a transition than what they were last year. And certainly it's working out beautifully for Oklahoma City right now. And Paul George getting this honor, being an all-star, how did that hit him when he heard the news? It was different than last year. We had a little different than last year where you, you didn't make it initially and then got it late this year. You were the to star. I mean, that kind of shows the growth in the last year. Before. Yeah, I think um, the growth of this team, you know, my comfort level being around this guy, you know, it's, it's, it's an award, or not an award, but it's an accomplishment that I think we all can kind of share. Um, I know I'm the one going as of now, who else to be with me, but uh, it's, it's an accomplishment I can have. Uh, I couldn't get it without, you know, playing with this group here, honestly. You know, they helped me in the game. 
the reason you know, fans at the door. Paul, the West is, is tough and the competition in the front quarter is really stiff. Does it mean something? It's the first time in the West to, to be named a starter. Is that special? Yeah, absolutely. When I got traded here, you know, it was, it was, it was almost people thought it was going to be the end of me getting all stuff um, coming out to the West. But, um, God is good. See, that's the kind of that's the kind of star everybody likes. You know, when somebody talks about what when somebody says they are humbled and they take that tone of voice that Paul George did where there's honesty and sincerity behind it, that ingratiates you to fans, it ingratiates you to the media, and Paul George knows and understands that and, and does a great job of he's not an arrogant star. At least to the media, at least to the fans, he's not an arrogant star. I've always said that if you're going to be as good as Paul George is, you've got to have some arrogance. You have to think that you are better than that guy across from you. You have to think that you are the best on the court at all times. Whether it is or not is completely up for debate, and that's something for the fans and the media to decide. But in your head, you have to think you're the best, and certainly Russell Westbrook can do that. And Paul George can do that. Speaking of Russell Westbrook, if I don't get this in today, I would, I would, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you what Russell Westbrook was wearing in the locker room last night. He was wearing one of his All-Star jerseys. Now, which which year it was from? I that I can't remember. I need to go back. I, I will tell you on Monday. I'll go back up and I will look up the All-Star jerseys ever since Russell Westbrook has been in the league. But it was his own All-Star jersey. And I stopped for a second. And first of all, when he put it on, I kind of looked. And I think Russell honestly thought I was giving him a dirty look. Because he shot a look back at me. It's like, dude, I just like... And I understand my face. (laughs) I've got a strange... I understand I've got a strange face. And sometimes when I look at people, they think, why the hell are you looking at me that way? I just saw him put on his, his own jersey. And I'm like, what the hell, man? And as he came to the center of the scrum, I realized there are very few dudes in this world that can pull off what Russell Westbrook pulled off in that moment. I mean, sure, almost getting a triple-double in the first half and doing and getting a triple-double in, I think, what was it, 20 minutes last night? I mean, sure, that's impressive. You know, getting one more triple-double pa- closer to passing Magic Johnson, I mean, that that's impressive. Being the MVP, that's impressive. More impressive than that is wearing your all-star jersey into the arena, in the locker room during the scrum, and walking out and having everyone realize you're cool enough to do that. Like it's like it's no big thing. Michael Jordan couldn't do that. Scottie Pippen, we, we would have howled if Michael Jordan did that. Same with Scottie Pippen. Kevin Durant couldn't pull that off. Steph Curry can't pull that off. Paul George, we love him. Paul, you can't do it. Only Russ is cool enough to wear his all-star jersey as just a casual piece of clothing and everyone be like, oh yeah, there's there's Russell Westbrook. He's wearing his all-star jersey. Because it just doesn't, it doesn't look goofy at all. It looks like this is something that that he's supposed to do. Could Steven Adams do it? Probably not. And Steven Adams wouldn't do it unless it was camouflage. And when it came to the all-star voting. Steven Adams did not get enough to be a starter. We're hoping that he's going to be a reserve. Didn't get maybe the respect from the fans that he deserved. The vote was close, but you're behind LeBron James and Paul George. 
But when it came to the players voting, I think he was ranked seventh by the players overall. So dude having a tremendous amount of respect or getting a tremendous amount of respect from his peers. Here's Billy Donovan on Steven Adams. Yeah, I'm always going to be biased towards the guys that I work with every day because you, you see them on a personal level and you see what they do. I mean, Steven, from my first year here to now, the, 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 the strides that he's made and his improvements that he made are incredible. It does not surprise me one bit um, the recognition that Steven gets from his peers because when you line up and play against that guy, you understand how much he impacts the game. And a lot of things that he does statistically you cannot uh, really measure. And I think a lot of times when players throughout the league see a guy over a, whatever he's been in the league six years or so, they know what he does. They know who he is. They know the physicality. They know the, the unselfishness. They know what the things that he does do. You know, um, and it's, to me, that's, that's, that's probably, you know, I would guess for Steven, has to be the most rewarding thing to have players speak about you in that light uh, because they're playing against him every day and they, they know what he does. I mean, he is, he is really, really a um, – he's, he's incredibly special uh, because you don't see a lot of big guys anymore, so to speak, um, because of the way the game's played that, 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 that do what he does on both ends of the floor. And um, it's truly remarkable. And he's another guy like Paul that has put an enormous amount of work in to get better and improve. Steven Adams is not a reserve. There, There is definitely something wrong with the coaches picking the teams. And I can't imagine that he wouldn't be because every coach that comes in to Oklahoma City and gets asked about Steven Adams just showers him with praise. Everybody talks about his strength. Everybody talks about how good he is, how difficult a matchup he is night after night, and he's one of those guys they dread facing, and the Thunder's one of those teams that they dread facing. Well, if it's true, then make sure that you as the coaches select Steven Adams as a reserve. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next here on LOT, we'll hear all of Russ's postgame interview, plus... Billy's opening statement and why the Thunder need to quit playing down to their competition. Well, I think that's obvious, but we'll talk about it anyway. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. You're listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. We have another episode of Locked on Sooners available as well. 
And Locked On Sooners can be found. Uh, where can it be found? Well, I'll tell you where it can be found. Locked On Sooners can be found just by saying, Alexa, play Locked On Sooners podcast. Or, hey, Google, play Locked On Sooners podcast. Also at LockedOnPodcast.com, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. All part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Thunder tended to slack off last night, or the Thunder did slack off last night, and they tend to slack off against lesser competition. Teams that are sub-500 and teams that teams that don't have all their starters. And last night was one of the most depleted teams that had ever that, that had come into Oklahoma City in recent history. Because not only were you without Anthony Davis. You were without Miritich. You were without Randall. I mean, these guys were just beat to hell. And this should have been a blowout. Now, granted, you've got to give Jaleel Okafor a hell of a lot of credit for playing the way that he did last night. That was about as good as production as I've seen from two centers in quite some time. Um, and, And there were times he made Adams look bad. Of course, Adams had that really messed up Euro step, which he got called for traveling, but... There are times defensively Adams did not look good against Jaleel Okafor. And it just, every time you thought the Thunder was going to take control last night, New Orleans always found their way back in it. They just would not go away. And it felt like the Thunder were just kind of hanging back, hanging back, hanging back. And then they were going to figure out a way to throw the knockout punch. It's almost like... uh, this is the grossest way I can think of to describe it. It's the only way. It's like when a cat catches a mouse. Cats will play with a mice, or they'll play with a mouse. They'll they'll play with it before they decide to kill it. That's kind of what the Thunder were doing last night. Ah, we'll let you think you're alive. All right, then we'll finally figure out a way to win it. Um, The Thunder were 13-8 and against sub-500 teams last year through 48 games. And um, that's 21 of 48 games against sub-500 teams, or about 43%. This year, they are 18-10 and 10 through 48 games against sub-500 teams. That's ridiculous. If you're going to compete for a championship, you got to be a hell of a lot better than that. Here is Billy Donovan after the game talking about the team's effort and what happened towards the end. Well, I thought we uh, came out and... Um really for the first three quarters played I thought really really good basketball we um, thought defended well throughout the first half and through most of the third quarter then I thought at the end of the third quarter we got um, you know we didn't defend as well as we needed to I I thought we were um, gave up a lot of stuff at the rim and the paint Um, but we found a way to close the game but it was unfortunate that we had that last lapse like we did because I really thought that, uh, you know, 33 assists, the way we moved the basketball, the way we played on offense was really, really good. And our, actually our defense was was very good uh, as well, especially from the three-point line. Obviously Holiday made some timely ones to keep them in, keep them close. But um, I think there'll be some good things that we can take from the game, um, in particular in the third and, and, and fourth quarter. And you're Billy Donovan. You're in a weird situation because if you're a college coach, you could kind of gather your players and read them the riot act, even though I would tell you that college kids today don't respond to that as much as that they as much as they used to, but you certainly can't do that with professionals. It, it, when it comes to professionals, it's all on them. It's it's up to them to get themselves motivated for these games. It's up to them to to get up for them. 
Billy Donovan just puts the game plan in place. It's him and his scouts. Hey, guys, here's your assignments for tonight. Here's the way that we're going to go out and play it. Go out and do your job. But that's the that's the key word there, professional. You're expected to be professional and handle it in a matter that's becoming of you. And, and if millions of dollars and the opportunity for better playoff seating isn't enough to motivate you to get out and lay waste to teams like the New Orleans Pelicans, who are a, well, okay, no pun intended, but a wounded bird just ready to be killed, then you really can't be motivated. And I get it. That you Look, you go through laws. You're going to go through a law in a season. You're going to go through periods where some games may not seem as threatening as others, but that's got to stop. And it was very obvious last night, and we're going to get to hear a little bit more of Russell Westbrook, and even we'll get to hear his thoughts on PG again. But here's what Russell Westbrook had to say last night, and take a close listen as to how much he wasn't willing to talk about this particular issue when Barry Trammell asked him about it. The chase down block and then score on the other end of the floor. Just, uh, I know it's probably normal for you, but what's it like to play at that type of speed for you? Uh, I mean, it's good, I mean, especially when I'm able to mask and finish. So, you are able to impact the game, obviously, on so many levels, but what does that take for you mentally before each game to prepare to be able to, to impact um, the game like that? It takes a good amount of uh, discipline, which I pride myself on, consistency. Uh, since I first started in the league, I know the hardest thing to do is be consistent. And you got to be able to do the same thing every single night, regardless of the circumstance, regardless of what you may have going on at home, um, family, friends, teammates. Because everybody's going through something. Everybody's got something going on, but... Mentally, you got to get your mind right to be able to come out every night and do the same thing. People, talk, people think that you get in a, a groove scoring. Can you get in the groove assisting? Because I think you had 11 by half where you just kind of see things. I wake up in a groove. <laughs> so is it, is it tough, tougher to get up emotionally for a game when you find out, like New Orleans missing four of its top five scorers? No. You guys have been playing well against good teams, but not so well against some of the lesser teams. Like tonight, what's the explanation for that? Next question. When you see Steven Adams matched up on a guy that can physically overpower, like, do you get excited? He overpowers his position every night. Uh, I don't really think there's nobody else stronger than him in the league. Um, my job is to make it easy for him to be able to get him deep seals, see him run on the floor, uh, use his size, and uh, get the game easy for him. Ignore it all you want from the media, but that's a problem that's not going away. And until you fix it, the question's going to keep coming up over and over again. And you cannot answer it over and over again. But I'd like some insight on that. I'd like to know why you guys took it easy. And my guess, the only guess I can conclude is that since so many guys were out for New Orleans, you did think you can take it easy. But again, 18-10 and 10 against teams under 500 this year. Uh, I need to get that turned around and get it turned around in a hurry. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. Coming up next, we will talk about the one beat writer who thinks that Alex Abrinas could be a difference maker for Oklahoma City. And I'll tell you if I agree next on LOT. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Thank you for joining us today. Um, Remember, Locked on Sooners also available via the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Just say, Alexa, play Locked on Sooners podcast. Hey, Google, play Locked on Sooners podcast. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple iTunes. The Locked on Podcast is everywhere. The Locked on Podcast Network. All right, um, Brett Dawson today in The Athletic said that he thought Alex Sabrinas could be the addition that the Thunder need at the trade deadline. And, and, and he prefaced it by saying that doesn't mean that Sam Presti won't go out and make moves, but if Alex Sabrinas, who comes back and hasn't played in a month, can be close to what we thought he was going to be, then you've made an addition without having to get rid of anyone. Um, I... Look, I, I, I want to buy into that. I, I really want to put my money into Alex Sabrinas and buy stock and think he's going to be better than what he is. I just can't do it right now. And when not only is it this time off with Alex Sabrinas that, that's driving me up the wall and us not knowing and me only being able to speculate what's going on with Alex Sabrinas, it's the fact that he's been so inconsistent this season and last season that I could not trust him if I was Sam Presti to be that guy that Oklahoma City needs coming off the bench, being a 3 and D dude. Just just isn't there. And I think if you've got any opportunity to get rid of Alex Sabrinas, you probably should. If there's a trade that can be made, it's probably best for the organization. It's probably best for him. Saying that, knowing I could be wrong and everything could be fine with Oklahoma City and Alex Sabrinas, and maybe this isn't as big a deal as we're making it, but I just have to think with the way Oklahoma City's treated it, treating it, it's maybe it is a bigger deal. But I, I, I want to agree with Brett, but I can't agree with Brett. I will say that Ferguson starting to hit his threes with more regularity is so big for Oklahoma City because, one, it's another scoring option on the starting five. And if he has to go to the bench, if, in fact, Dre comes back, eh, okay, that's some scoring off the bench that you're going to have. But it's still not enough. And Patrick Patterson's been better of late, but it's been too late coming for Patrick Patterson. It's There still needs to be an addition. I don't think there's any way around that February 7th trade deadline that the Oklahoma City Thunder can't have an addition to, to this team and feel like they need to compete. And finally, I'll wrap things up by talking about this. Sunday's game with the Milwaukee Bucks, huge for Paul George. Go out, shine against Giannis and Tenenkupo. Still don't know if it'll be enough to overcome James Harden if he keeps doing what he's doing. But you go out and shine versus Giannis, you're going to start swaying some votes in your favor. All right. Was that maybe the most obvious point I could end on? All right. I'm ending on that point anyway. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. I thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back on Monday. And until Monday, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. And peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder. 
your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.